0: Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keene, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you, for the great journey that you are on, and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today.
1: One minutes to get started before you turn the big switch in your head. I've already heard this before. Okay. In 2 Kings 4, verse 1, it says this, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take me and my two sons to be slaves. you familiar with that? Let me read it to you again my way. And a certain woman... The wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditors is coming to take my two sons away. Do you get what the woman said now? She's saying, This isn't my problem, it's your problem, prophet. He worked for you. He was your servant, first, my husband, second. And you know, you know that your servant, he feared the Lord. So you have a responsibility for this guy. And yet you're not fulfilling your responsibility. Because here I am now, but my husband's dead. And my two sons are about to be taken off into slavery because we can't pay the bills. That your servant he incurred those bills serving you, prophet, and leaving me with a problem. Do yeah. you get it? Yeah. Isn't that what's happening here? Yeah. So she comes and she lays the problem on the prophet, and she says, "Now it's your problem." So now listen to what Elijah said in the next verse. So Elijah said to her, "Well, what can I do for you?" Uh oh. What would you expect me to do? I'm a prophet. I don't have any money. I don't have anything. What do you expect me to do for you? So I can just feel what this woman's going through. And then she gets sort of this negative response like... Well, yeah, okay, but I mean, you know, I mean, this is the way it goes, right? Prophets, they they don't get paid much, and then they die, and then their family hasn't got anything. And so they go, well, I I can't do anything for you. Can you imagine how this woman's feeling? But then he adds this, and he says to her, what do you have in the house? Now, put yourself in the woman's position. What do you have in the house? She's going to say, Well, you know, look, I used to have a fair bit of stuff, but I've had to sell it to get by. And the reason the debt collectors are coming is to take away my sons is because I've got nothing of value left at all. It's all gone. Nothing that I can get in my house. So don't lay this on me and say that I should go to my home and sell something because I've done all that already. And that's why I'm coming to you because this is your problem and I'm desperate. And there's nothing more than I can do. And then a thought dropped into her head. As she was saying it, she said, there is nothing. I have nothing, but I do have a jar of oil. The jar of oil is about this size. It's small. She would keep it in a bag when she traveled. It was not enough for cooking. It was not enough for doing anything with, lighting a lamp with. It was just a small amount that they took with them in case they had an Uh, an emergency of some sort where somebody would cut themselves and they would use it like a little first aid kit and rub the oil on and bandage it up. So it was useless. So what she's saying is, I have nothing and what I have is useless. I have nothing, but what I have is useless. Now you see, as soon as she said that, I have nothing, and what I have is in absolutely inadequate. You have to see that now she enters into a class of people with a class of problem that qualifies her. Because God is a God who created a universe from nothing. And when she says, I have nothing, God says, well, you've got exactly what I want. Nothing. Isn't that right? You've got what I want because you've got nothing. And she thinks nothing is nothing. And God thinks nothing is everything that He can use to create a universe. Yeah. Yeah. And we look at nothing and we say, that's a terrible situation to be in. And God looks at your nothing and says, what a wonderful opportunity. Because God can now do in your nothing what you cannot do. And you will always know that it wasn't you because you had nothing. And if anything comes out of nothing, you didn't do it. He did. So I want you to think about your nothing today. I want to think about what you have that's inadequate. Because when you came here to start this thing, you had Nothing. nothing. And whatever it was in that little jar of oil, it was totally inadequate look what God can do with yeah. nothing. Yeah. Right. Amen? Yeah. Look what he can do with nothing. Yeah. So now the prophet gives her some direction. She says, all right, you've got nothing. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to all your neighbors and I want you to collect pots from all your neighbors. Go and collect empty vessels. Listen, he said, go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbours. Empty vessels, he emphasises. Nothing inside them. Go and collect them. Go and collect them. So now the woman says, well, I've got nothing. And now you want me to go and get empty pots. So you're telling me that when I have nothing... I'm supposed to get more nothing. <laughs> this isn't going to work. I don't need empty pots. I need pots with something inside it." He says, "No, go get empty pots. So add to your nothingness. Sometimes in God, things get better before they, things get worse before they get better, yeah? If you haven't experienced that, <laughs> bless it <that>, out now. <laughs> He seems to increase the emptiness. But there's a purpose. So now, think with me. Woman goes down the street, knocks on the door. Uh, Oh, now remember, this is a little village. Everybody knows everybody. This isn't a big city like Perth. So she knocks on the door, and they say, oh, hello. Uh, Yeah, she says, I'm wondering, can I borrow an empty pot? (laughs) A what? An empty pot? Oh, well, OK, then, yeah, I suppose you could. she says, how many you got? What, empty pots? Yeah, empty pots. Oh, I've got a couple. Well, can I borrow both of them? Yeah, all right. But I've only got uh, this sort of pot. Now, it doesn't matter what, what, how big it is. It doesn't matter what type of pot it is. It doesn't matter what it's made of. I'll just take any empty pots you've got. Okay, so she gives us some empty pots. She's got her kids with her. She carries the pots, goes to the next house, knocks on the door. Excuse me. Have you got any empty pots? Haven't you got some there? I see your boys have got some. Yeah, I need some more empty pots. How many do you need? Well, as many as you've got. Okay, take these. Give them to her kids. Goes to the next house, knocks on the door. And so she goes through the houses of the village. Now, it's a village. Any of you, were any of you brought up in a village? I was. Yeah, You know what's going to happen now, don't you? Before she gets to the next house, the woman's waiting for her to knock on the door. <laughs> 'Cause there's a crazy lady, you know, from number six who's she's gone lost her mind since her husband's gone. She's gone crazy, man. She's going around asking for empty pots. The woman's lost it. So now when she knocks on her door, someone opens it. Yeah, I've got some empty pots for you. Yeah, here you are. Take some empty pots. So now they're going back and they're taking all these empty pots home and then they put them all Does it? We've got a couple more houses. Let's go down. Let's finish off. Let's go to every single house in town in this village till we've got every possible empty pot. The woman is nuts. <laughs> Crazy in the eyes of everybody in the town. Now she takes those And she puts them in the house and she shuts the door of the house. And ringing in her head is the statement of the prophet when he said, go and collect the empty vessels, borrow them from everywhere, from all of your neighbors, empty vessels, and do not gather a few. Do not get a few. You see, he had a command this. The rest is nice. But when he gets to don't borrow a few, it's very strong. It's very direct. It's a commandment. Do not whatever you do. Don't borrow a few. Because if you only go for a few you will ruin what God is going to do. You will limit God's ability here. You will prevent the fullness of God's purpose and blessing coming to part in your life because when you acted, you acted with limited faith. And you narrowed down the possibilities of what God could do. You have to, when you do something in faith, you have to do it big. You have to do it expansive. That's what this couple did when they came here. They didn't do it a little bit. They did it, put everything on the line. You could have been more safe in what you did. You could have been sort of more, well, I'll do it so I can guarantee a certain degree of success. But you did not put everything on the line. Now, when she had the empty pots, all sorts of pots, any kind of pot, big ones and little ones and fat ones and skinny ones and black ones and brown ones and red ones and green ones and purple ones, she did not care. She didn't care what was in them before she got it because those pots were empty. They were clean. The one thing she wanted was an empty pot. If there's anything inside it, if it has got anything inside it already, it can't take what God wants to put into it. So it has to be empty. Now when she's behind those closed doors and no one can see what's happening, she begins to take that little crazy little bottle and she begins to pour it into the pot. Now something we don't know where or how or what, but that thing just kept pouring and she filled up a pot. She's amazed. Looks inside. <laughs> and go the on next one. Can you imagine her boy saying, Wow, man. Wow. And then pour the next one. And pour the next one. We do not know how many pots she had, but she did what God said, and she kept pouring, and she kept pouring, and she kept pouring, and filling, and filling, and filling, and filling the pots, and it never ran out. fill, fill, fill. Fill. Because God will fill every empty pot we bring to Him. If you come empty, He will fill you. If you come empty and say, I I just don't know what to do. I'm empty. I'm all out of ideas. I don't know what to do. He will fill you. He will guide you. He will give you wisdom. If you say, I just don't know how I'm going to pay this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. He will fill you. He will provide for you. He is your Jehovah Jireh. He is your wise counselor. Amen. He will provide for you. That's his promise. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will not be disappointed. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your size or your shape. It doesn't matter what your background is or, or what your, your, your culture is. God fills empty pots. And the secret of this church was that your pastors were the vessel that God used to fill the empty pots that they gathered from this city of Perth. And as they came empty, so the gospel flowed, so the spirit of God flowed. And pots that were empty were now filled. Some pots that once were used for purposes that were unclean are now filled with the purity of God's presence and salvations in their lives. Because the pots were brought into this place. The widow's house. She's a widow. I like to think that this is a picture of the church today. For the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ, in a sense, is a widow. For Jesus died on the cross. And now the church, who is the bride of Christ, finds that her bridegroom... Has died. And now what happens in the house of the widow? The empty pots are being filled in her house. This is the widow's house. This is the place in which the pots will be filled. Because the, the little cruise of oil is here. Yes. And as you come. So as you bring your Emptiness your nothingness, your despair, your brokenness, your failure, your hurt, your pain. Your sickness, as you bring it all, and you're empty, and you're empty, you have no answers. And what you do have seems so inadequate, you don't know what to do. And did you bring that broken and empty life? So you come into the house of the widow, and God pours into you grace and mercy. The oil of salvation is poured into you. And He will fill you to overflowing with Himself and His blessing and His presence, because God loves you and God wants to do work in your life. And that's what I see happening in this place. For 25 years, you've been filling empty pots. And for 25 years, the oil has not stopped the flow. And I've got to say this to you, Pastor. What you have begun is a flow of blessing from the presence of God into empty lives of people and the broken lives of people and the needy lives of people. And it will not stop flowing. It will not stop flowing. And let me say to the next generation of leaders, the next generation of leaders, the same oil will flow for you. It will flow for you. Because it's not about who Pastor Jared and Sue are. It's about who they serve in obedience and what they've done with the call of God upon their life. And if you follow in that path and if you submit yourself to the Lord that way, then the oil will continue to flow. Amen. It will flow into empty lives. There is no limit to what God will do in this place. Because there's no limit to God himself. And the worse people you bring, the more work will be done. Amen. For where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And I see you reaching out to some of the most desperate people in this city. And I see that God is doing it. And I tell you, he's going to keep on doing it. And as you take this cruise of oil to other places, whether it's Montreal or or whether it's Melbourne, that evil city. (laughs) In the People's Republic of Victoria. (laughs) And wherever you go, wherever you take it, God will fill empty lives. He'll fill empty lives because the oil will flow. Jesus says, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. There is a flow. If, if you understand that, then, then, then keep reaching out to your neighbors and friends. You are the people of the widow. Bring them into the widow's house. Reach out to your friends and your neighbors. Go get those empty pots. Go get those empty pots. Why doesn't God do more in people's lives? We don't bring the empty pots. You don't have to fill the pot. You have to bring the pot. It's not complicated. Bring the pot. You say, I don't know how to answer their questions. Don't. Bring the pot. I don't have anything I can do for them. Don't. The pot. You're not the answer. You're not the solution. You can't do. Only He can. But we can bring the empty pots. And I want to say to you church, the more pots you bring, the more God will work. The more this thing that God has started will grow. Amen. For there is no limit. The only limit, the only limit is if you only bring a few. That's the limiting factor here. Not God. Not the will of God. Not the purpose of God. Not the love of God. Not the grace of God. That's unlimited. That's unlimited. The only limiting factor here is whether you and I will bring some parts. You say, but I'm already four. Yeah, that's right. So go knock on some doors. Figuratively or, or figuratively or actually. I don't care. Just, just get a pot. Get a pot. You say, well I'll get from open your eyes. They're empty pots all around you. All around you. Everywhere is are empty pots. Go get them. So can you see? And I'm gonna finish with this. What are you guys doing here? Oh, hello. Sorry, they work here. So Here comes the woman. She's got a pot. Now, it's not her pot. So she has to take the pot back to where it came from. So where's she going to put all the oil if she takes the empty pot back? (laughs) Well, here is the wisdom of the prophet. Because he said, if you get lots of pots, you can live off the oil. Live off the oil. So they take the pot back full of oil. Goes back to a neighbour and says, uh, "This is your pot, yeah. Uh, well, look, you know, um, uh, I, I I sort of come in s- to some oil. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was just wondering, uh, since 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 it's your pot and it's full of oil, would you like to buy some oil? Well, this is a Jewish village. Well, yeah, you know, but uh, how much? Well, uh, uh, Well, look, you know, uh, for you." Don't tell anybody. I got a special price. <laughs> Come on, India, Africa, China, Philippines, anywhere. Come on, you know how to do a deal, right? This is the market. Well, I got a special price for you, just because you're my friend and you let me the pot. Okay, how much? And they they'd arrive at a cost, right? A price and uh, money. Well, oh, yeah. Thank you. Go get the next pot. Take it to the next neighbor. Hello. <laughs> just returning your pot. Uh, what's in it? Well, I, I come into some oil. And, and I thought I'd give you the first chance, the first opportunity to buy a bit of this oil because it's going real cheap. How much? Well, shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but for you. And ka-ching. And the next one, ka-ching. And the next one, ka-ching. And the next one, ka-ching. And, and she now is collecting from what was nothing. She's collecting abundance. She can live on it. Live on it. If she'd gone for a little, she wouldn't have had enough to live on. But because she got many, she was able to live on it. She saved the life of her children from growing into servanthood. And and she lived on it because she was willing to have that expansive faith. Let me say It's not just that you fill the pot. But when the pot is full, there is a profit in it. And what I mean by that is, as you bring empty pots and God fills them, so talent and ability and good people and resource and wisdom and strength... And support and commitment and engagement flows into the church. And we, the church, become stronger. Because out of the filled pots comes resource and blessing for the church. So that we, the church, become stronger. Because you see, it wasn't just that you came and you got filled. But now you add something. You add yourself. You add who you are and what you can do. And that's why as you come as a pot that was empty and now that is full, you have the obligation to return something to give something back, to give yourself, to get committed, to get alongside and say, I just don't want to come here as an empty pot every Sunday and say, sing to me, sing to me. You know, or preach to me, preach to me. I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to get, oh, I need some more a top up of the oil today. No, I want you to use me. Use me. Let me be a resource to you. You came empty, you you come inadequate, but you can be something now. And if this 25-year celebration does anything for you, I hope it inspires you to seek out a leader or a pastor of this church and say you know what I am inspired 25 years and to see these people up here 25 years and to see what God has done in 25 years count me in buddy I'm not going to just attend I want to get involved what can I do what can I do Because God wants you more than just a little empty pot that comes every week. Give me some more. Give me some more. I've got to get through to Sunday. Give me some more. Stop it. Just come and say, I want to be involved. I'll come early. I'll stay late. I'll come during the week if I can. Just tell me what you need to be done. What can I do? I will do it. I will do it because I want to be part of what's happening. Not just watching what happens. I, don't, I want to be a participant, not just a spectator. I want to be a part that brings value, that adds something. Amen? Please God. Inspired by the leadership and commitment and ministry of all those people that started this wonderful work that God is continuing to, to bless and expand and increase around the
0: world. Inspired by all of that.